Welcome to Women in Construction, the podcast, sponsored by Deer Construction and brought to you by Rock to Road, Canadian Consulting Engineer, Crane and Hoist Canada, On-Site, Canadian Contractor, Canadian Rental Service, Glass Canada, and Fenestration Review. I'm Jay Coburn, Digital Editor of Rock to Road. Getting more women involved in trades and construction has been a dream in the industry for a long time. The situation may slowly be improving, but a combination of factors continues to create barriers to women who might be interested in trades and construction. Rock to Road, with seven other Canadian construction trade publications, has joined in an initiative to try to tackle these issues. On this episode, we're going to be speaking with two Canadian women in the construction equipment manufacturing industry about how they got into the industry, barriers and challenges they've had to address, and how the industry could recruit more women. Say hello to Karen Thompson, President of Haver and Boca Niagara, based in St. Catharines, Ontario, and Kristen Randall, Marketing Manager of the same company. Great to have both of you with us. To start our conversation, how long have both of you been with Haver and Boca? Uh, yes, uh, Jay, I've been here, and Karen, I've been here um, over 23 years now, so uh, I'm definitely not a rookie <laughs> in this company anyway. Uh, we, have a, we have a lot of learned long-term employees, though, so I'm certainly not at the top of the seniority list even with that length of time. And Kristen, how about you? I have just celebrated my 15th year this month. Congrats. To both of you. Um, so... <laughs> Karen, what sparked your interest in the field? I mean, honestly, um, I didn't enter this particular field because it was it was a focus. Um, it was back in the era of where you saw a job in the newspaper and uh, applied for it that way. Uh, at the time, I knew it was a, a job at a manufacturing company. I had a, a background in procurement and supply chain at a previous uh, job and, and from an education standpoint. And um, but I tell you, once I, I got in the door here at, at really a um, an entry level position in the company, it uh, it is exceptionally interesting, and uh, I don't think I've ever looked back since day one. It was it's engaging. It's uh, a learning experience every day of of the career here, um, whether in the company or or dealing most importantly with our customers, but. Uh, um, it is such an interesting and uh, varied um, industry to be in that uh, I, I certainly think there should be more awareness out there of the jobs that are available in this type of industry for women in particular. So. And Kristen, what um, got your interest? Uh, I have a similar story to Karen. I literally fell into this. Uh, when I graduated from college, I had a diploma in business administration with a major in marketing. But I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I worked in various industries. I worked in the sports equipment industry, horticulture, benefits. Um, I even sold newspaper advertising for a while, which was horrible. Nice. <laughs> uh, so by the time I was 29, I had had those 10 jobs they say you're going to have in your lifetime. So I kind of felt a bit lost. But I learned through a headhunter that uh, Haver and Boca Niagara was looking for someone to start their marketing department, and I thought, why not? This could be a good opportunity. Uh, I knew absolutely nothing about mining or construction when I started, uh, but I had a great training program, a lot of great mentors, uh, some of whom are still here today, and it's been a lot of fun and exciting to continue down this path. So I came and did not leave. Yeah, and I think, Jay, I'll just add a little bit interesting. Um, the whole marketing team, uh, whether uh, within 
Avermoker Niagara, which has locations in Germany and Brazil and Canada. Uh, we basically are responsible for the, the global sales of the company. It's all led by um, very talented women in our marketing in our marketing departments throughout. So it's really across the board for Hover. It's not unusual. And so, what are your some of your favorite aspects of the industry? Um, I think Jay, once I learned about the industry and you know developed relationships with colleagues, got to know some customers. For me, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, you literally get to play in a sandbox as an adult. It was it was interesting. There's always something new to learn. Uh, the people are wonderful. I think the industry itself and the work are always changing and evolving, and that keeps things interesting. I mean, I can think that if I reflect on my career here, if I look at any six-month period, no six months has looked like the last six months or the six months before that. It's, it's just constantly changing. I think that's what keeps it interesting. And the people, not only in the company, but just the people in the industry I've met that have become friends, they've all really become like my second family. It's, it's an incredible place to be. Good. And Karen, to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think it's a, it's a super interesting world that we live in. Um, you know, we, construction is ongoing. Of course, you see certain ebbs and flows with the infrastructure budgets and that kind of thing. but. Um, really, uh, most of the companies that we're dealing with, the, the aggregate producers, the, the asphalt type, cement and recycling and everything, uh, a lot of them are family-owned companies. A lot of them are multi-generational companies um, or, you know, has certainly had roots in that, in that way. And um, I think that the relationships you build, the associations around the construction industry, world building and the rest are, are very robust. and. Um, with, with good turnouts and a real interested, uh, a real interested group of people, whether it's on the supply chain end of the industry or the producer end of the industry, and um, I, I do think it's, uh, if I could dare say, I think it gets in your blood, and um, and you really wouldn't uh, wouldn't look outside it. We always say it's rather a small world in the this type of business because while people may come and go in companies. Invariably, they show up in the industry somewhere else or are in another role, and uh, I think that speaks uh, volumes for the industry that we're we're in. Uh, Kristen, have you experienced any barriers to your career growth or any other challenges related to being a woman in the construction sector? Well, I would say, especially in your first few years, it's a bit daunting. I mean, you're literally surrounded by men. I can remember, I mean, before Karen became our president, there are many years where I was the only woman on our sales team. So, you know, you're a sales meeting or an industry event, and you're definitely in the minority. And and that's something that is, you know, a little bit tough at first, especially when you're young in the industry. Um, I can remember, for example, going to an industry roundtable event for the first time and looking at the list ahead of of my arrival and seeing that I was going to be the only woman at this event and not knowing anyone at it and you know that was a little intimidating at the time and so I felt this pressure to you know do my research to make sure I had my points in order made sure I had really you know intelligent answers to the questions that were going to be discussed and I remember arriving there at the table and looking around and no one else had prepared notes so I felt like you know I really had to make sure that I knew my stuff and you know, to take those extra steps to make sure that I've proven myself and I earned earned my seat at our table. So I think it's a little sometimes it can be an extra bit of work. It can be, you know, making sure you're more prepared than anyone else. Um, but I would say along the way I've I felt very much respected by definitely my colleagues and I would say most men in the industry. That makes sense. Do you do you feel like men have an easier transition 
to starting any construction job? I I think so. I mean, I think I do think it's changing. I mean, like I said, I've been here 15 years, and I I can see the change even in that time period. Um, but it's still very much dominated by men. I mean, Karen and I were talking this morning. We just had a the Ontario Stone, Sand, and Gravel Association event uh, a few days ago, which was online this year. But in the past, of course, it's in person, and there might be a few hundred people at this event, but you might see 10, 12 women in the room. It's not 50-50, that's for sure. Yeah. Karen, have you experienced any barriers to your career growth or other challenges related to being a woman in the sector? No, I mean, I, I'm going to say from the, from our company's perspective, certainly not. Um, uh, in fact, I, I always consider myself exceptionally lucky that um, as a company we were, I was always encouraged to um, progress and move forward career-wise into different and more challenging opportunities. So I think that's a great thing. Um, from the perception in the industry, though, I, I have to say I do agree with Kristen uh, to, a, to a, a pretty good extent. It, it's a little bit harder. I think that uh, I don't think that there's a lack of respect for women in the industry at all. I just feel that you have to be exceptionally well prepared and almost prove yourself or prove your knowledge so that you're speaking the same language, whereas a man may walk in the door and be a little more accepted. I mean, it's the nature of the industry that we're in. We're out there and, uh, you know, it's, it's, you, can, you can say that we sit behind a desk some of the day, but you're not going to be successful in this world living your life or your career behind a desk. You have to be out there with your work boots and, and uh, with the guys and understanding the processes and knowing the customers and all the rest of it. And I think at that point, um, the barriers the barriers go down. Um, but uh, definitely, definitely a little more challenging, but becoming more and more accepted, I think, as you see uh, younger people, whether it's uh, coming out of a, an engineering program or um, you know, in the procurement roles or whatever it might be, I think that it's more and more open to women across the board as, as time goes on. Um, as Kristen mentioned about an industry event, the first one, the first uh, sandstone and gravel event that I went to, I think there was a grand total of, of three women there, and I believe two of them might have been thousands of the people at the event out of hundreds. <laughs> and, and, you know, now we are seeing a little bit more in the numbers. But, it, again, it depends on the, uh, I'm from an operator position in a plant, that kind of thing. It's still a real rarity to see a woman out there uh, driving a loader uh, versus the, the guys that, are, that we see day in and day out. You both mentioned a few barriers and challenges already. If there was one overarching barrier, what would you say currently is the biggest? I mean, in some cases, I think that, that our business is a little bit unknown um, as far as, uh, you know, if, if you are... If you are growing up with a family-owned business or, or you have a relation in the construction industry, it's one thing. But to uh, to go through an education and to look at a, uh, being a process engineer in the construction industry or something along those lines, I just don't think that there's, there's a, a focus on this uh, or a knowledge of it for women. So maybe getting some of these associations and that type of thing more involved in the uh, education going into the colleges or into the universities would be something that could certainly make make it a greater awareness in the industry. And Kristen, would you have anything to add on to that? I, I would second that. I mean, like I said, I kind of fell into this as a kid, as you know, even a young adult when I 
got out into the work world for the first time. I mean, I would drive by a quarry or a, not necessarily in mine because we don't really have them around here, but yeah, you would drive by a quarry and I didn't really think about what went on there or how roads were made or how, you know, I, didn't, I just didn't think about the industry at all. It wasn't something I was aware of until I was employed in it and uh, learned a lot about it. So I think it's really an awareness thing. I think a lot of women could be interested and would be interested in getting into these careers, but they're just not aware of them. Right, just need to get the information out there that there are jobs available and companies hiring women in the industry. Okay, what are some things that Haver and Boca Niagara has initiated to help recruit more women? Are you guys a part of the public education? Are you sending resources to other people like associations to do more public education, anything like that? One thing we've done is a few years ago we partnered with the University of Toronto. They have a mining engineering program, uh, which of course, I'm sorry, Karen corrected me, mineral processing program. Uh, and we have invited the students of that program to come here for a day each year since we started this partnership where they can learn from our engineers and some of our technical managers about things like uh, screen sizing, things like mechanical performance. And industry as a whole, and some of the diagnostic programs we've developed to help keep equipment running and keep uptime at maximum. So we feel like that's a good opportunity for these students to not just get the theoretical aspect that they're getting at school, but a hands-on practical aspect as to, you know, where could they go? Maybe they don't necessarily want to work out of mine, but they want to get into the manufacturing side. And this just gives those students a chance to see that side. And Karen, anything? No, I was just going to say really just opening the door to that. And uh, when we do go to a um, an industry event, we very often try to include some of our, um, let's say, our insight sales teams, which are, uh, let's say, 50-50. We have, we have uh, male and female on the team. So we try to make sure that, uh, that the face that we show to our industry and our world is represented really by the people in the company. So. Um, we like to we like to create that awareness out there, um, and when we can. But uh, definitely, you know, I've I've spoken at a, a couple of interviews or a couple of, of different events, and I think it's always interesting. You know, people, oh, how you know why are, that's unusual. That's that's unusual to see a woman in this role. But I think it is becoming um, less unusual as time goes on. That's for sure. Right. You both already touched on this a little bit by mentioning associations, but what are some other ways you think the industry as a whole could do better to recruit more women? I mean, we, as we said, I, I still think that you can target this right from a uh, entry level into second into post-secondary education. I think it's something that is just not even really looked at. I mean, you go to job fairs or, or um, the uh, what the universities or the colleges put on. Um, I mean, I don't think it's it's in your face that there's an opportunity to look at an, in a business such as this. Um, it, it's kind of something that, like we said, you you've somewhat grown into. So I think representing your company, being out there in public and, and speaking to this, belonging to maybe even associations outside of the industry associations, but more chamber of commerce uh, or or local. Um, Business associations, for example, here we have the Niagara Industrial Association that we also belong to. Simply getting out there and showing um, showing what what women can do in this industry, I think, is of great value. What advice would you give to women considering a similar career path? And both of you can answer this. 
One thing I would just say is to get involved. Um, when I was, uh, I think in my early 30s still, I got involved in an association, or the NSSGA, which is the National Stone, Sand, and Gravel Association. They have a young leaders group, which meets once a year, and it's a group focused on industry professionals that are 40 and under. So it gives you kind of this open space to go and meet these people, to network with young people that you will essentially grow up with in the industry without, you know, the influence of the older people, your, your bosses or the heads of your company being there to kind of intervene in that, in that networking and that uh, building those relationships early on. And I can say that the people I've met through that association with that group, the Young Leaders, continue to be my core networking industry. Um, even though someone might work for a competing manufacturer, you still become friends and you still help each other out. And those are the people I turn to when I want some perspectives outside the company. So I think getting involved in things like that make a big difference. And Karen, if someone were to ask you? Don't, don't be afraid to, to jump in and don't be afraid to ask questions. It's an industry that is, that is uh, as old as time, getting, getting rock out of the ground. But it is uh, full of difference and unique challenges depending on the geographic area of where you are or uh, even what product you're making and, and the customers that, you, that our producers are serving. So I think the learning experience is key. Asking questions. There, this is a, an industry full of proud people that have been in business a long time. And I have never, ever had anybody who doesn't want to share and share and share. Um, what made them successful or what are their challenges or are working together. So I think that um, advice for a, a woman entering this business would be don't, don't ever step back and don't be scared to put on the work boots and get out there. You're not going to make a success of it if, if, you, uh, if you expect to be sitting behind a desk. And finally, I've spoken to many people who say some of the key differences between men and women in construction is the different perspectives that are brought to the table different problem-solving methods, and I've also heard women are often nicer on equipment and controls. What are some of the differences and benefits you have both noticed of having more women in all levels of construction? Kristen, if you can answer that one first, then Karen can. Well, I definitely have heard the point you made today about women being nicer on the equipment. I've heard, you know, you're at a trade show, and I hear that people will only hire female operators to work their equipment because it just lasts so much longer, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I think men and women naturally bring different perspectives to business and to problem solving and to strategy and, and you name it. I mean, I think it's good to have a number of different people from different backgrounds that includes both men and women at the table to move companies forward and to move move the industry forward. Yeah, and, and uh, I can't really speak as far as an, an operator. Um, perspective we go, although I have to say I think women are better drivers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My husband would not agree. Um, but uh, I, I do think that uh, some of the dealing with people at these companies in other levels, whether it be the engineering or the procurement end of the business, I think some of the, uh, the women that I've dealt with are probably among the most uh, direct, the most precise, and the most demanding um, people that that we probably uh, probably work with. I think I think that you you get a really good caliber of uh, of person if you make it to the level that uh, that the women in, in this industry are achieving. I think that you have earned your stripes and you're doing a darn good job. So it's uh, I have I give all the credit in the world to the teams that support the women and and the, the women in this business. 
that's all that I had for questions on my, my list of questions, and thank you so much. Is there anything that you wanted to add that we didn't get a chance to touch on or that you wish I would have asked you guys? I don't, I don't think so from my end. Just, uh, you know, anything that, that you can write or anything that we can add to get people involved is, uh, is a great thing. And, and I think we're always available if anybody would want to reach out and, and discuss business or, um, uh, you know, what we think of this industry or our reality check on being a, a woman in this industry. Um, the, the lines are always open. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank both of you for setting aside some time for us this afternoon, shining a light on the challenges and barriers that you've faced or overcome as successful women in the industry. And thanks for listening to this episode of Women in Construction, the podcast, sponsored by Deer Construction. Visit www.women-in-construction.com to join the conversation, access news, features, and more content focused on celebrating women in construction. Take care.